There goes the no neighborhood. Whenever I go back home to upstate Gilderschlobagen, inevitably something has changed. A tree has been cut down here, a blockbuster video has been shuttered there, another 24-hour pharmacy has opened at the intersection of Western Avenue and 155. We're at three out of four pharmacies now, for those of you playing at home. This is a universal phenomenon. It happens in your hometown, it happens in New York City. Although in New York, it's usually not a cut-down tree, it's some taken-down scaffolding. And all the blockbusters are long gone, and everywhere there isn't a pharmacy, there's a Citibank or a Starbucks. Still, premise stands. When I arrived at the Rafferty compound for Thanksgiving this year, however, it was clear that the stakes had been raised. Or, well, more precisely, the cornfield had been raised. Growing up, I took pride in the fact that there was a cornfield across the street from my house. It gave me some street cred, or farm cred, some sort of cred. In college, whenever someone said their hometown was in the middle of nowhere, I could always say, Oh yeah? Well, I lived across the street from a cornfield. Booyah. You just got cornfielded. Throughout my life, in the battle for middle-of-nowhere supremacy, my cornfield trumped pretty much all comers. Well, until I met that girl from Butte, Montana. It's hard to top Butte. Butted. Still, my cornfield had a nearly undefeated record, which is why it pains me to say that my cornfield has lost once again, and this time it has lost for realsies. Its opponent? A housing development. For who knows how many years, more years than I've been alive, the cornfield across the street thwarted all attempts to destroy its natural, uh, cornness. I like to think that whenever a evil developer made an offer, a ragtag group of local youths united, raising money through some sort of dance competition or bake sale or maybe a BMX-slash-ski-slash-boat race in order to win a trophy and the respect of the fellow townsfolk, warding off the developer and his token bulldozer and getting the girl in the end. But alas, life is not a totally rad 80s movie. This time the youths did not unite, and this time the bulldozers done did doze. It was only a matter of time, really. It was inevitable. The farmer who owns the land isn't getting any younger. I imagine he was just waiting for a check with the correct number of zeros to show up at his door. I can't blame him. It's a lot of acres, and I don't know if you guys have heard, but as a nation we're pretty set on corn. Indeed, thanks to generous subsidies from the federal government, we produce more than our fair share of corn. In fact, we produce more than double what China produces, and they're in second place worldwide. We produce so much so that we've had to invent increasingly ridiculous ways of consuming it. Screw you, sugar. High fructose corn syrup for life. And also death. Screw you, plastic cups. We're drinking out of corn cups now. Hippie frat parties. Screw you, gasoline. We're running on ethanol now. Only not really. We're up to our ears in corn. Really obvious pun. Point is, we've got enough corn to feed our corn-fed livestock, drive our corn-powered cars, drink our corn-sweetened drinks, build our corn palaces, and still have plenty of corn left over at Thanksgiving. Yes, Graham, I know there are starving kids in India. Fine, I'll have just a little more. Where was I? Right. Inevitability. Point is, I'm not surprised the cornfield got sold. I'm just disappointed. Much like my grandmother is in my inability to consume more corn. I mean, I can still claim I grew up across the street from a cornfield, so there's no loss there, but the housing development is definitely a bummer.
There's a certain serenity that accompanies a cornfield, at least one that does not contain that kid from the Twilight Zone and or Looper. Twilight Zone slash Looper spoilers. Although, come on, any kid in close proximity to a cornfield is pretty much guaranteed to be evil. After escaping the hustle and bustle of New York City, I always knew when I got home it'd be nice and quiet, what with a few dozen acres of corn being the nearest neighbor and all. That and a church for Jehovah's Witnesses down the road, but they are not known for their raging keggers. Now though, now we're in the process of moving from rural to suburban, and we're not even moving anywhere. Total bummer, man. Right now it's in that Back to the Future circa 1955 moment, where there's no houses, just roads. These houses need roads where they're going. And in the middle of all the construction is a big sign with a picture of a house and rolling estates or whatever the fudge the development is going to be called in big letters. Awesome. This time next year it'll be even awesomer though. It'll be like Back to the Future circa 1985. Or worse, Back to the Future circa alternate 1985, complete with a giant casino and roaming biker gangs and my mom being married to Biff. Sorry mom. This is progress, though, I suppose. It happened at Graham and Pomp's house back in the 1990s, and now it's happening here. What can I say? The Rafferty's are trendsetters. We set trends. We move out to the middle of nowhere, and then a few years and or decades later, the rest of the world, or at least Guildland, catches up. The solution is clear. It's time to move to another Dutch town with a bunch of cornfields and a silly name. I'm thinking Voorheesville.